Cheers, mate. That's the sound of a crisp ranch water. You ever felt the wind between your butt cheeks on a warm summer's day? That's what it's like to win to drink ranch water. <laughs> Guts, glory, ranch water. Um, hey, this is episode 102 <laughs> of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. Yeah, this guy is not Wacy. That's not Wacy. That's Wacy. That's, on- that's Wacy. That's the one and only Brinson James. Yeah. Back in action. Fan, fav- fan favorite back I'm in back. the country. I'm back to stay. Yo, yes, who's yeah, back? Here for, he's here for a haul too. Hey, that's, the, that's, is that your longest amount of time in Canada? Five it's weeks? The, actually, this, this is the longest amount of time I've ever left my home flying out of anywhere. Really? Yeah. I, I've driven, yeah. you know, and spent got a couple months gone with, with my house and my, my camper. But uh, even when I went to Australia, we would only go for three weekends. Really? So oh, these are five. This is five weekends is, in a row. It? No, it's four weekends in a row. No, with right. York, with Yorkton, this is five. Wait, so it's it's uh, we just did uh, Medicine Hat, mm-hmm. Calgary, mm-hmm. Saskatoon, mm-hmm. Yorkton, Edmonton. Five weekends. Damn, that's Damn, a great song. That's so and, and so if- he's basically taken over uh, your old roommate position at uh, HQ, Brinson for nice. five weeks at HQ. So five here weeks. We are. So five weeks in Canada. What is is what are the top three things you want to do while you're here? That's not does not that does not include the PBR. Not freeze my ass off. Yeah, today yeah. was a nice day. It oh, was yeah. the most beautiful day I think I've ever had in Canada. But I think this is going to be the turning point of it. I, I hear that it's going to go south after this. It's going to come on down. I haven't looked at the weather out of sight, out of mind. I'm just kind of like letting it. I'm just going to let raw dog me when it shows up. <laughs> hey, Brinson, talk about the ranch water though. Is that your first experience of a ranch water? It is actually, and think? I love it. What do you think? Are you a fan? Actually, I think maybe I tried it one time, one like just had a little one there at Stampede. But no, it wasn't a thing. It just was it wasn't a new. thing. It's They're new, man. They're and new. It's actually that's brewed. What, that's, that's what it is, and I haven't. Some tried of it is branded and packaged at Hell's Basement Brewery in Medicine Hat, Alberta. Canada. Okay, so before we before we go any further, Circle thank you for our sponsor, Circle Four Ranch Water, Circle Four Beverages. They're awesome check them out they're at anywhere like most liquor stores you can find them now in alberta especially yeah. i think they're in bc and out and saskatchewan now they're awesome circle for beverage company.ca and also we can't forget about our friends at manscape they have the they are the best in men's below the waist grooming they offer precise engineered tools for your family jewels and they'll keep your pumpkins look in Mighty fine for this upcoming spooky season. You want to be, you want to go be on a Halloween party and you, if you, you round up a nice lady and you go back and you, she, you whip her out and it's the scary down there. That's not kind of spooky season you want to have, <laughs> but they have the, they just lost their fourth generation trimmer, the mask, the lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including Ted and I with this exclusive offer from us to you 20% off. Free worldwide shipping with code HUGEBUSH at manscaped.com. So 
Love it. Go and get your manscapes. You got a manscape? Well, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about being uh, the don't mess with the Zohan for Halloween. So I'm um, to to get the bush right. I'm gonna have to have the manscape. Got to fix the bush. Get the bush right. Ladies love the bush. That's an under. That's an underrated Adam Sandler movie. I fucking like that one. That's good shit. So our friend, our friend Brinson Harris here for uh, quite the haul. He's from Five Florida. From Florida. From Florida. Is it, have you spent more nights at this house in Canada than many other houses, or did you, did you say at BJ's more? No, 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 no. I d- definitely, if uh, if I'm getting paid by them, I try not to stay at their house because then you're gonna oh. get it to put to work a little yeah, bit too much. That's right. That's right. You got to be the gate bitch. Then. That's smart, yeah. man. That's smart. Yes. So that's it's big brain time. Uh, I actually think uh, I have a couple other friends over there in Ontario that I've bebopped around, um, but I have uh, drove my truck and trailer to that to there. So I've still stayed in my oh. my house. I haven't really oh. stayed in there. So yeah, no, this is definitely um that hq for the floor from the florida people as well oh right on you know yeah no it's uh i've definitely got I've, i think i'm moving it on up though because i'm upstairs now waste oh how about that honestly way? man i prefer the downstairs there uh, well i well i think i might be moving downstairs because right. but this upstairs bed is absolutely nice so comfortable yeah so so, yeah. so nice that's good yeah that's that's the thing. you gotta go where the nice bed is but i i prefer the basement there because it stayed nice and cool didn't get basement, too hot basement I, I remember the last time I was here and stayed at HQ. Um, we partied. We uh, had, had a big a, party day. That was so fun. We had a, we had a great, we great, great time. We went to the rec room and we were doing shots and, and we had this well, crazy came, house party and, we, and playing we came Uno back and, and we came back and I was just loving life. We woke up the next morning, no idea where I was, but I was in Teddy's basement. No idea where I was. No I idea. totally forgot because I was scared because we only have one one little small window in that basement, right? Yeah, and so I woke up and it was kind of, I was definitely a little scared, and cool. uh, but no, it kind of got my roots together, and I think I actually have you, uh, had to take a shower and fly out a couple hours later. Oh geez, yeah, that was a that was a heavy night. I remember that night? Was that, that was, after, I think was that after Calgary PBR? Or was that after? Lethbridge? I think it was after Lethbridge when we had the Sunday fun day. Oh, that was when we did we did the pod. Did we, no, we didn't do the pod. That was a different time. Yeah, we did do the podcast that day. No, because that was in June. This one was in oh, June. Okay. I was looking back. So for those that don't know, uh, Brinson Harris. One of these He's a guests of, of the show. What? How do I introduce you? You're you're the official entertainer of PBR Canada. Definitely, I can yep. say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the PBR entertainers worldwide, and do lots of t- big rodeos these days. For sure, new contracts coming in. Calgary Stampede. You worked last yeah, time. Yeah, Calgary Stampede. Here, uh, I'm shooting to have that all ten days here in uh, 2022. So well, it's going to be awesome. Let's go. Yeah. But yep. Brinson uh, from uh, Micanopy, Florida, is the address. Yep. Most of the times, uh, Seminole Wind, based on your hometown. Heck yeah, no, right? that's no. a fucking banger of a song. Isn't that neat? All the way so up to make <laughs> no be. <laughs> yeah, Brinson, oh. have you been to the mountains? No, no, really? I have, we have oh, to no, take you there. We have, I have went for the Canadian downhill. Does that count as the mountains? Oh yeah, that's okay. oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I forgot that you did that. that. <laughs> yeah, Brinson spent a lot of time up here. That was so funny. How about the Canadian downhill from the Floridian that's never been skiing? That was pretty. That was the awesome. Oh no, I had a blast. I would. I heard that it was maybe going to come around again. We might. We're working on it. We've uh, had some meetings. I don't know if we're going to be able to get it together this winter or not, but might be able to drum something up still. But yeah, Brinson Harris. Episode, he was on episode of 41 from June 19th of 2019. 41, and now we're on 102. 102, ain't, ain't, yeah. Ain't that uh, so it's been a few a shows. A at this about we're halfway. Buzzing, boys. I don't want to get you in trouble like last time. because you Last time, you, didn't your dad give you trouble? Because you, you first thing you said, you're like, yeah, I am messed up. Like, it was something like <laughs> you were hungover. 
And your dad was mad. He's like, you can't say that on a, on a, on, a, on media. Yeah, no, but no, it was, it was, yeah, no, it was can. definitely well because we were we're hungover. We were, yeah, we were feeling feeling not it too was, good. Not, yeah, it was, it was a heck of a time. Bar. No, but, but it was good. Now, I mean, we're we all also had a good night there in uh, Saturday night in Medicine Hat. Medicine Hat. Yeah, good show. We're back. PBR Canada Cup Series. Zane Lambert gets the win. Uh, his second already in this. Uh, this fall really yeah he's doing quite good he's actually ripping. i didn't even look but he's probably uh i gotta look at this here quick he's probably the probably the new number one in canada i would imagine oh no well, he's not. you look that number oh, two number two yeah Dakota butter still out out in front but it goes dakota zane cody cover chuck callum miller number five griffin smeltzer how about do who thinks that maybe uh the aussie's gonna take a Canadian champ. Does anything man town rides that? good, dude? He's a he's a hand that guy. But I I think that Dakota's going back to back. I would oh, love man. to make history and watch that. I would love to be in the arena and watch history be made as the first ever, correct? Back to back, yeah. Back to first back. First ever back to back. Hey man, Dakota Dakota's gonna win hundred grand that weekend. What count it? Cool. Right Heard it here first, man. Heard it here first. Wow. I, I I'm calling the it. The only man. thing though is when I I can't I gotta I would love to see it happen. I would love to see it happen. My only feedback is that in Saskatoon in 2019, when he had that opportunity, uh, he fought the shoot and he was not never really wanting to get out on that on either bull on Saturday in Saskatoon. And I saw it happen again the other day in Grand Prairie. And as long as he doesn't go that route, I agree with you. But if he mm-hmm. has a mental issue like he did in 2019 in Saskatoon, if he stumbles, he will not win unless everybody else falls off, I guess is what, what it would come down to. Right. I, but I, I he's got to keep that. his mind right. And I think he has to mentally overcome whatever that issue is where he doesn't want to get on those bulls. Cause when he wants to get on, out on those bulls, he, he can't beat them. But when, when he's ha- fighting the shoot, it's not good. Well, you didn't see it happen in Calgary too. Yeah. It just like those, those opportunities where like, he needs to have the opportunities to win a lot of stuff. And he has won a lot of stuff, like not taking it yeah. away from the guy. Yeah. But yeah, there's been a few times where he needed to do his do his deal and and get it done, and he hasn't. So I yeah. and my money's on him to get it done this year. I think okay. he, I think you can do it. He's my boy. You think Brinson? Who you picking? Oh yeah, no, for sure. I think Dakota Butter. He's he's got the little bit of momentum. I do believe that he's in his head just a hair. Um, times. But uh, but uh, I still think you know. Uh, I'm just. Really happy to see Kobe Cody Kovachuk back at the top again. Yeah, you know, great, what I mean, it? it's surprising that he was took took a little bit of time off, and then all of a sudden, boom, sitting three hasn't missed hasn't missed a step, eh? No, yeah. he, I mean, and just been hustling, hustling, hustling. And but I'm all just the top three. I'm the super fan of Zane Lambert. I've always have been ever since I was 18 coming up here. I knew that he was going. He's the champ. Always has been. Super you can, fan. You never count it. You can never count that guy out. Oh, the only guy to make every. Every P- finals, every yeah. PBR Canada finals, only guy I ever do it. Yeah, he's badass. He's, he's a super, he's Superman. I'm also uh, curious though, how many points are up at the finals because that could change everything. If there's more points up at the finals than there were for the whole season, then it's anybody's game. So I'm, I'm yeah. interested to see what that looks like because it, it could come down to whoever has the best finals, which is fun. It would be fun. It would kind of devalue this season if that was the case, but that's not always taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But um, what else? We should probably next talk up, about next up. Next up on the next up on the schedule is Calgary. Yeah, Calgary, and, and we have something awesome for you guys because we're the best. 
um, we have a ticket promo. You save 10 bucks, courtesy of us, using promo code BOOTS on your PBR Canada Canadian Cup Series. It's at the Nutrient Western Event Center, Saturday night, 7 p.m. It's going to be a hell of a show. October 23rd. We're going to be... We're going to be there. Brinson's going to be there. We'll be there hanging out. 100%. Come say hi to us. Yeah. Use the Middleton Whiskey Classic. 7 p.m. Showtime. Promo and code again, like, Boots. Promo code Boots. A little bit you, can find, you can find tickets on the PBR Canada website or Ticketmaster. Mm-hmm. And yeah, promo code Boots. Save some cash. Come hang out. Watch some the best Canadian bull riding action you could find. This whole team, or the production team, the, the lights, the sound, the pyro. Every, every time we come to a different event, and I know at Calgary, they're going to go full out, but the pyro and the fireworks just step it up every single time. Here recently, during the whole PBR, I'm back there getting warmed up behind the shoots right before the show, doing my whole nine, getting it all ready. And then right before the show starts, I run up the steps and I sit in the crowd to watch the opening. It's, it's my favorite, my favorite part. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. Calgary, that's where Splash Effects and the whole thing, that's where they're based out of. So they're going to bring the heat. Oh, we'll have they'll, they'll bring the heat. They're going to bring the heat. So it's going to be outstanding. I, that's my, my, my favorite part. They're going to blow, blow the roof off that place. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be anything else. Or should we wrap it up? Go to the, I think that's good for the first part here. We will uh, go into our interview with Chris Lane, the CEO of Canadian Western Agribition, Agribition, yes. if you will. Thank you for listening again. This is Cowboy shit with Ted and Wacy, our friend Brinson Harris joining us. Yes, today. sir. Yes, sir. Episode 102 presented by manscape.com circle four beverages.com check out the ranch water the sweet water get your balls shaved huge bush <laughs> promo code check it out thanks for listening this is cowboy shit see y'all in a bit the people of columbus still hear him riding through their dreams he killed 17 civilians you could hear the women scream Blackjack Persian on a dancing horse was waiting in the wings. Tonight we ride, tonight we ride. We'll skin old Pancho Villa, make shafts out of his hide. Shoot his horse, Ciete Lewas, and his 27 brides. Tonight we ride. Welcome back. This is episode 102 of Cowboy Shit with Ted and Wacy. I'm Ted. He is Wacy. Welcome our guest this week. Big news. He's the CEO of Canadian Western Exhibition, and we uh, might have some news to tell you during this show. So please welcome to the show, Chris Lane. Thanks for thanks for making this work on uh, on a Sunday evening, M- nicest October day I've seen in quite a while. Was That's it, crazy, nice dude. You guys too. Yeah, it's beautiful out. I mean, we could all be spending the day outside, but uh, thanks for having me, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for making this work. I guess it's long over, thing- long overdue, long overdue. First things first, though, I guess we got to make a big announcement here, Chris. Like, we got to get to that. I'm, I'm pumped. I've been saving this for so long. Uh, we've been talking about it for quite a while. Made a plan. We, uh, I guess, we met up back in like June first and started talking about things. But mm-hmm. uh, do you do you want to break the news to the people, or do you want us to, or what do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. I mean, yeah, yeah we've been talking yeah. about this for months, and yeah, it's a it's a huge deal for us. Ten ways here coming to Agribition. We're gonna do live programming twice a day. Uh, you guys are going to be front and center and uh, with our rodeo crowd and with the whole agribition crowd, we're going to be doing some fun public programming. You guys are bringing the uh, Cowboy Ship podcast to agribition. So we're going to have uh, some fun with the show uh, after the rodeo and a little bit of fun before during the day too. So I don't know, you guys are working on the programming, but we're just jacked to have you there. I think, uh, you know, you're, you've done such a good job of being a voice of the industry, voice of the rodeo community. And uh, uh, what better fit than being an agribition, right? 
and uh, fired I, up. I guess one of the be- one of the best things is that we get to practice at the CFR. So we can like we'll be extra dialed in by right. We get we get we we get to practice at the CFR, so we're ready for the big show in Regina. Sure, that's what we tell everybody: get practice at the CFR. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm I'm so fired up for this. It'll be fun. Aggravation is like one of my favorite things to go to. Like, and I haven't been back since since like 2015 is last year I went, I think. And it'll it's gonna be so much fun to hang out there and get to see so many like old friends and all that kind of stuff and talk to some cool people. That's it's one of the best be... things about Agribition. Everybody yeah. says that about Agribition. It's you know they come and it's the the place where they see you know old friends and mm-hmm. you know have a party and have a great time. We see you were actually in our rodeo at one point, right? The, oh, the 2014 CCA champion bull rider. What up? <laughs> you the same. Uh, do I have the buckle? Yeah. Yeah. Hang on a second. <laughs> He, uh, I think I might have to introduce him as the champ every time on the show, like twice a day for four days in a row. I may have to introduce him as the champ. Might have to be, might have to go that route. I think so. You know, you can get um, custom made uh, like WWE championship belts. Ooh. So you, you can get uh, uh, one of those. All this right. one, so this one that he has is pretty nice though. So this is me. That's the Friday night perf. <laughs> I won the round. I got on this. I got on this bull when I was 15, and he bucked me off, and I finally rode him at the at the finals. So it was awesome. Wait, was, you tell the people about the picture for those because this is a oh, podcast. So, so this is a picture of me uh, at the Friday. This is the eliminator pen round on a bull called Good as Gold. Uh, mm-hmm. One of Jimmy Lawrence's old bulls. What does he uh, look like? What color? He's are a your big shaps? yellow bull. Uh, two really long pointy horns on the side. I got my, my green chaps on because green's the color of money. Um, and your little yeah, and your cool. helmet too. Helmet up, helmeted up. Helmeted third, up. Right? I think I threw my helmet so far across the arena that night because it's like I, I I I think there's only two people to stay on that day, and I was one of the last guys out. And I I rode this bull, and I like like I said, I've been on him once before, and he kicked my ass, and I was so like pumped to get some payback on him in that in that arena. And then yeah, I was the only person to ride four to five bulls that week, so that was pretty cool. My dad That's was awesome. on the, at the Saturday night round. Uh, I had to stay on to to have a chance to win it. My dad was so nervous he left the building. And this is my buckle I won. Oh, that looks sharp. That's nice good. Montana Silversmith one. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. That's so aggravation holds a very special place in my heart. I think That's my fun. favorite part of the entire week, Wacy, was on the way back in Medicine Hat. Our championship party. Yeah. yeah. So Teddy and I traveled traveled to get traveled together out there and. We were like, we're coming back and I'm fired up. I just, yeah, this one, like had a sweet saddle, new buckle, won a bunch of money and, and Ted was fired up for me. So he's like, man, we should, we should stay at the Medicine Hat Lodge tonight. <laughs> it's like, I know some people, I know some people from there, like he had like some hookups or something. So we, we got a room and went and gambled and had the nice dinner and water slided and celebrated the championship the right way. It was so fun. That's an awesome story. You guys. Oh man, it was good. dude. I was like, that's like the highlight of my rodeo career for sure. But that, yeah, that was such a cool week. I had a bunch of family in town and uh, the company I worked on the rigs for, they, they're out of pilot butte. Like, so a bunch of them came down, like they'd sponsor me every year. I'd work for them. So they got to come down and watch me win that night. And a bunch of people like kind of followed me the whole way. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to compete against or compete in front of some people from home. I never asked to do much of that. Um, over my like throughout my rodeo career so it's fun to have got people for yeah, people from hometown and my family and everybody there is pretty wild what's so it like what i get back on yeah uh we, we ted and i have talked ted keenan and i have talked a bit about doing like a unfinished business cowboy shit to show the people that were actually cows. there's been a lot of people on social media being like oh you guys aren't actually cowboys but it's like yeah we are <laughs> so we got it we, we're, we're, there's something in the worst i i I don't know. Part of me really wants to do it because I, I miss it lots and I love it, but I also 
don't want to hurt myself because that's why I had to quit. So it's like, it's kind of like, like 50, 50, I'd say, but I, it'd be fun to do it again, but it was uh yeah. Aggribition was cool. Cause I, and I rode there in 2008 in the junior board outing too. So it was fun to have been around aggribition a long time. I actually was, a, we had a trade show booth there too, for two years. Cause I was, a, my, I had a small business when I was in high school. We sold t-shirts and stuff. And we were actually the first people to sell that say I won't brand uh, in Canada. We were like the, we were the official wholesalers for them in Canada. So that was pretty cool. So we had a couple of boosts up there. My mom used to make like custom made wild rags and yeah. So, Oh, wow. So you've been, I've been, I've been amongst it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's again, like I said before, I'm so stoked to go back and, and bring this to it and, and again, see some people and, and share some stories. It's going to be so such a fun week. And you're a Sasky too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Born, uh, born in Moose Jaw, grew up in a small town called Nakum, Northeast Saskatoon. So Sasky at heart. I went, I actually went to the, the Labor Day classic football game and the amount of people that I seen who I haven't seen in like five years was so awesome. Like just the, the people I rodeoed with and we actually had people come up to me and be like, are you Wacy from cowboy shit? And I'm like, like, yeah, <laughs> it's so, it was so weird, man, to have that stuff happen. It's wild. So no, anyways, needless to say, I'll stop rambling. That's uh, <laughs> I love aggravation, man. I'm so pumped. So- pocket dogs, pierogies. I'm just, the only Wait. thing I'm sad about is the pump is closed and the swamp. That's the only thing I'm going to miss. Yeah, well, we do a pretty good job. You know, nobody goes thirsty at Aggravation. I so. say that's for sure. That's for sure. We'll drink. And we'll drink a lot of old ones. And our venue, uh, where the shows will take place, is actually in a uh, thirst quenching area. The loading chute, right? Yeah, absolutely. You guys are right in the Bud Light loading chute. So, Let's as go. the name suggests, it's uh, uh, yeah, it's well stocked. We're getting loaded at the loading chute. That's it. That place gets rowdy, man. Actually, like after the rodeo. Like people hang out there and crush a ton of beers. So it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good time. It's a good spot for it. So what do you think yeah. it's going to take for us to, uh, um, get the attention of the people drinking? I wonder if Wacey has to go up there and like, like take a sh- cowboy shit shirt off and put around a little bit. Like <laughs> where's the rowdies? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are yeah. famous. You'll be signing on. Get me, get me a t-shirt cannon and then I'll get the people going. Wacey's probably going to have to sign Cade's, <laughs> Cade's, uh, belly at the, at the show. That, that was I'll what he's saying at hockey. I'll send some bellies <laughs> if I have to. Ah, okay, Chris. I, I was thinking about uh, something when we, when Wacy was telling his story and, and about the memory of winning aggribition and the and the kind of the memories created at at the show. What's it like on your side to be the guy you know in charge of of making the memories? Yeah, making the show that makes those memories because it is a pretty uh, impactful event, not only on the economic impact side, but for the memories of people that, that get to, that get to go to it. It's, a, it's almost like you're creating Disneyland for seven days with a bunch of cows in Regina, basically. In a road <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I learned pretty early on in this job that the, that the real responsibility uh, that I feel anyway, is to sort of be the keeper of the flame and be the, you know, make sure that the atmosphere uh, remains right. People come to aggravation for lots of reasons and we can talk about numbers and visitors and economic impact, but really, the thing that makes aggravation so awesome is the fact that everybody comes there to see people they haven't seen in a long time, um, you know, to party a bit, to watch some rodeo, show some cattle. And it really is, it becomes this celebration of the working Western industry, which I think is really unique. I mean, you know, nobody would ever claim that, that we're as big as stampede, but in a lot of ways for the working part of the industry, I think we are, mm-hmm. um, you know, these are, you know, this is, this is real, you know, ranch and, and cattle work and, and livestock producers and, and all of that stuff that gets done in agribition. So we become, I would say like a working holiday 
probably <laughs> most of, of the industry in Western Canada. And that's special. And that's, you know, that's something that I inherited in this job as, as something that's really important to keep going. So almost everything we do is built around how do we maintain, retain, build that atmosphere. Well, people, some people don't realize how big Agribition is. Like it's the, like one of the largest agricultural shows in North America. I, I correct if I'm wrong there, but it's it, people come from all over the world to see what's going on there. And again, like you said, people make trips out of it. They'll come down for four, three or four days, do all their Christmas shopping and take the full, go to all the shows throughout the day, the rodeo, whatever it may be. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's quite the experience for people. Yeah. It's become, I think a significant event on the calendar uh, again, in our industry. And you're right for a number of different reasons. Um, you know, we're the, we're one of the largest indoor trade shows in Canada. Uh, one of the best attended top paying rodeos in Canada. I would argue, uh, and not only because uh, I am at Agribition, but you know what I've learned over the course of the last five years here is that Agribition is the single most important show in the cattle world, in certainly in Canada, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. arguably in North America, and I would say we are top five in the world. And I don't say that again with any amount of exaggeration. I only learned that um, by being in this job and going. One of the one of the coolest experiences in in this role that I have is is you know to travel around a bit and do market development work in other countries on behalf of our exhibitors. And in these countries like Argentina and Australia and the UK, uh, when I'm talking to people in our business, I, I assume that I would have to explain what agribition is. Mm-hmm. Not once have I ever had to tell anybody what it is. They already know. That's and cool. That's, that's a very cool brand uh, umbrella that exists around the world for what we do. And, and so when you have that, it's really easy to get people excited about being here. And so they'll come, they'll do some work because it's important to their business, but really they get to spend a bunch of days, you know, having fun and being immersed in a bit of a, a bit of a party atmosphere around it too. So obviously like going into this year, there's been some hurdles and stuff that to jump over, like what, so now that it's getting closer and things are happening, like, what are you looking forward to most heading into the 2021 version of aggravation? Yeah. Aggravation. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, official name. Um, yeah, no question. I mean, 2020 canceling the show that was a heartbreaker like that that stung on a lot of on a lot of uh levels i think not only for us but for people who and it's who tough really, on the industry too right like you said it's such a, a pivotal event like it's it, it, it was kind of dead it kind of everybody felt the hate of not having it yeah so that was a hard one uh we took some time to sort of get over it and get through that but then really like you know when it became time to talk about coming back uh you know everybody was there everybody was jacked up, ready to do it. We knew that there was really, you know, someone else was going to have to tell us we couldn't. Mm-hmm. We weren't entertaining the fact that we weren't going to go. So in some ways, it's like, you don't always know what you have until it's gone. And I think in the aggravation community, it's been here for 50 years. Um, you know, it was it left a bit of a hole. Mm-hmm. So uh, every everybody, yeah, like I said, is really excited, really jacked up about it. And um you know, whatever we've been through in the last year, I think is being overtaken by the excitement about what's to come here uh, in just a few weeks. So, um, you know, we got over 1,200 head of cattle entered, 2,500 head of livestock. Um, you know, it's going to be a show. And you got two guys with the podcast coming. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> there is a lot of cowboy value. shit that goes on at Agribition. I think what also one of the things I'll tell you guys in this job is that there's like an entire apparatus of infrastructure that basically keeps all that cowboy shit that happens at Agribition mm-hmm. kind of off my desk or like 
you know, there's lots of it that doesn't get up to the office. I'm fine with that. I think that, <laughs> you know, I told, I told everybody once, like, if I don't know about it, I don't have to do anything about it. So, um, you know, not to encourage any bad behavior or anything, but like I said, aggravation is about the atmosphere and, and people feeling a bit, um, be able to unwind after a long So if we're not hearing from you during the week, we're doing a good job. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm sitting, leaning against the rail, watching you guys all the time, yeah. we might not have a chat, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, I would, I, I, something just popped in my head. Has there, since you've been CEO, has there been any like crazy uh, show steer animal escapes? Like I know one year at the Calgary Stampede, my, when my dad was competing at it. They had a show steer get out and this running up on the stairs, of the saddle dome and like going all like terrorizing everything. So I just wonder if there's anything. Yeah, so I'll tell you guys a story. So <laughs> my first year, uh, and you know, anybody who takes this job, like we don't know what's happening. The first year. We just don't know. You're just kind of along for the ride. Anyway, first day of my first show. And I get a call at about six in the morning that says, yeah, we, uh, there's a bull that got out. Oh, of no. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, Agribition is in the middle of Regina. Yeah, not in the heart of the city. Yeah. The stockyards. You know, we take basically the exhibition grounds and uh, a bunch of convention center space and turn it into a barn. So, anyway, I was like, nah, you got this is like a hazing. You're screwed. There's no way. <laughs> There's messing with you. Yeah. So, I like, I refuse to believe it for like the first 10 minutes. I'm like, guys, get out of my office. We got <laughs> like, no, this is actually really a problem. And, uh, and so they, they bring in like one of our walkie talkies. We've got all of our crew have walkie talkies and they say, just listen. So they turn it up and sure as shit, half our guys are out chasing, uh, an escaped two-year-old bull down like a main street in <laughs> down Albert street, yeah, uh, down Dudney <laughs> Avenue. And, it, and this goes on and on for a bit until I, then I can start to hear sirens over the radio. Oh, then you can hear this cop chatter around they've got they're trying to like corral this thing with cop cars and then we hear that like they're getting ready on to unholster some guns on this thing oh no shoot a cow yeah and so uh thankfully our guys sort of get there in time and get the get them blocked off in a schoolyard no less while school (laughs) is about to start um and get them sort of roped and dragged and hauled into a trailer but that was day one of my first show (laughs) and then and then of course we have daily media briefings and so everybody in the media was 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 asking about this that's that's all anybody talked about at aggravation for the first two days of my first show was this escapable and people still think that was a publicity stunt like we did that on purpose so that we'd get in the news i was terrified that we were gonna you know have some law and order shootout with this imagine that hey just like popping off the two-year-old bull yeah wow so anyway, yes. So stuff like that does happen. That's awesome. Hey, going, I got a, I got on this same train of thought. You worked in the media business for a long time. You had to have some crazy stories on the media side of things. What, what's some of the most ridiculous news stories you covered or were part of on that side of things? Because there had to be something freaking wild too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That, yeah, you're right. There's some crazy stuff that happens there. Um, okay. Well, I'll tell you maybe a couple of stories. So yeah. uh, part of my media career, I was actually in Prince Edward Island. I lived in Charlottetown for a number of years and uh, I was producing television news there. And I had come to Charlottetown directly from Calgary where I had been living. Um, and so it's like, you know, going from Calgary in the heat of the boom in the 2000s to Charlottetown is like, you don't just gear down one, you're 
like <laughs> it's another world a bunch. stock car to a smart car mm-hmm. <laughs> it is entirely different so i remember one of the stories that we were doing was at pi at that time it was illegal to have aluminum cans everything was glass bottles there was no aluminum cans on the island when was this uh this would have been like 2006 or 7 something like okay. that and so everything was in these really like quaint glass bottles. It was like being in the 1950s. And I think it's because they had a glass bottling plant there. So they were like protecting the people. <laughs> but anyway, so because you couldn't get cans on Prince Edward Island, it was like a super contraband thing to go get people to bootleg canned. Aluminum <laughs> <of> prohibition. <laughs> in Moncton. Because Moncton was right across the bridge. Anyway. Everybody kind of knew this was low key going on. But one day we got a call in the newsroom about a tip that there was a aluminum can bust happening in this town called Kensington. <laughs> and what happened was the guy who ran the convenience store in this town had been like importing canned pop from Moncton and sort of selling it under the table. And the RCs roll in with like, dog, like the whole nine yards, like it's a bust. And they do this whole show and tell, like they march this guy out and they do this evidence thing of all these like cans of pop. And, and like, that was the good police for the day. Like, you know, wow. You know, say, Cause you don't want to get your Mountain Dew in a, in a can. That's dangerous. Oh, that's so funny. So, you know, I could go on about, you know, kind of the, the education of uh, the way of life on that Island in the media. But um, that was one that really struck me. I'm like, are we really doing a news story? <laughs> So you showed so up. Most and... most towns have like a big drug bust or something, and they're just getting busted for aluminum cans. Aluminum and cans. Yeah, it was such a story. What were the charges against the uh, the uh, perpetrator in this? Instance? Well, there was some like uh, violating the can ban had its own specific charge. <laughs> but I tend to think, and don't quote me on this because it's been a long time. But I think he got like some sort of smuggling wrap or whatever. What? That's wild. That's yeah, that have been that have been sweet. That have been made for good headlines. I'd like to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. can and this other time we did a story on a on a seal that was like he, he was like trekking from one side of the island to the other, like crossing oceans. And so he was just like flipping his way down the highway. And that that in itself was a news story. So you know, some of the stuff that made the news in PEI was was life moves pretty slow over there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sure can. It sure can. But I loved it to tell you the truth. And one of the reasons that I liked it so much is that it actually is a very rural place, mm-hmm. you know, so agriculture and those kind of, those kind of values and that kind of work is really on display and it's really quite celebrated there. So, uh, you know, I love seeing that just in a different aspect. Well, it's cool too. Cause even when the P the PBR goes out there, like they, people love like out East, mm-hmm. like they, like you guys do really well, like selling that show and stuff. So it's alive and well out in the East too. We were like one of the last shows ever in the building in Moncton, the old building building there before they built the new one. Then we got to go to the new one the next year. It was a pretty neat, pretty neat spot out there. That's for sure. I, I never got to go to the ones in PEI yet, but a lot of yeah, red dirt. Harness racing PEI. was a big thing in PEI. Harness racing was a big deal in PEI. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. And Standard so, breads. Yeah. Huh. And that was really neat. I didn't know anything about that, honestly. I didn't know yeah. anything about that until I moved there and then spent a bit of time learning about it. And yeah, it's cool. Like they've got, it's a really traditional place. Um, you know, all the things that we like about, uh, western canada and western values it's there it's just in a different application and and uh yeah i love my time out there i'd encourage anybody who hasn't been out to the maritimes to go so what took you there and what what took you out of there 
Uh, so I was working for the media then. Uh, I was working for CBC. And uh, one of the good things about CBC is it's a really good way to see the country if you're up for it. So uh, I was working in Calgary and a job came up in Charlottetown. So moved out to Charlottetown. And, um, you know, I had, when I did my uh, media and journalism degree, I did it here in Regina and I kind of fell in love with the city. I'm not from here, um, but I fell in love with it. And I thought, you know, if there was ever a chance to come back, I'd sure like to. And, uh, and then sure enough, there was a job that, that came up uh, here at CBC uh, in Regina. So uh, we left Charlottetown and came here. And then you, uh, where, so where did you meet your wife along the way? Where is she from? Um, so, well, I've got two. I've had two. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, my first wife, we met in Calgary while I was okay. working at CBC there. Uh, and then uh, I just got married this summer, remarried this summer. Yeah. And, Congratulations. Uh, Congrats. Yes. Yeah. Appreciate that. And uh, Jill and I met here in Regina. So, okay. uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely putting down roots here. She's been in media uh, in Saskatchewan for a long time, too. Uh, so she's no stranger to, to that world. So your transition out of the media to Agribition, how did, what sparked that? Or how like, did you end up coming to be the CEO of Agribition? Yeah, I, that's a, I get that question a lot because it seems like such a weird or unconventional yeah. job professions and um you know so i've been in the media for for a handful of years here like maybe five years in regina and uh, uh obviously you know got to know agribition well it's such a, a, a key part of what the city's about it's sort of baked into the fabric of what of what happens here in regina um and so i knew the existing ceo was leaving and uh, i got a call that said hey you know maybe would you be interested in in, in chatting with someone about this job and i really brushed it off i was like mm-hmm. I don't know what the, what the fuck do I know about, uh, you know, about anything other than media to tell you the truth. Um, uh, but anyway, I had a couple of conversations with, with people who knew about the job, but I hadn't really applied for it. And then I started thinking more and more about the similarities, like, okay, if they're looking for these kind of skills in the job, um, you know, if they're looking for this kind of, of this kind of leadership, well, you know, maybe it's worth a conversation. So I spent, probably a couple of weeks really thinking about that is like, you know, do, do I have something that would be valuable to, to this organization at this period in its history? Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, put together a bit of a, a presentation and, and went and had a chat with the hiring board and um, yeah, they hired a guy from CBC. So um, I was really happy about it. Honestly, I was, I was really excited. There's, like I said, there's more in common than people might originally just think looking at it. I think it helps to, you know, you know, to, to know a little bit about agriculture come from, you know, a, a place in Canada. I'm from Northern Alberta where, you know, it's so important. It's deep, there's deep there that the roots, like agriculture roots are huge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's what our family did for generations. So there's, um, you know, a real respect and kind of understanding about, uh, about the industry and about the people that are in it. I think, you know, I think that's a prerequisite. I'll say that. Um, but then when you start looking at sort of the professional similarities around, um, you know, it's, it's a program, it's a show, it's about connecting with audiences, it's about um, positioning, and it's about, um, you know, business management and trying to find ways to, to build programs that connect with people so that they, you know, come to your, come to your show. You know, there's, there's probably more similarities than differences, really, if uh, at least that's, you know, that was the tack I took. I said, look, I think I can help the show and in these number of ways and, you know, be a pretty fierce advocate for, you know, for Western industry and and agriculture and the people in it in the same time, because I think, like I said, you need that in your heart. If you don't have that, you know, 
uh, if you don't live and breathe that, or if you can't get passionate about it, I, I don't think you have a business being in the job. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. And I think they sniff that out pretty quick. I think this whole industry does, honestly, I've actually felt that this industry is really welcoming um, to, you know, to anybody, as long as they're genuine and genuinely curious about it. Um, you know, we bring in lots of people from urban centers or for people that don't, you know, spend a lot of time in agriculture or Western events. And, um, you know, I've never seen anything that's actually more welcoming as long as those, as long as those folks are genuinely interested in what they're seeing. Um, so I think it's a, you know, we're, we're a big 10 industry and uh, I was, I was happy to be able to come in and, and I don't think I've put it in the ditch yet. I think <laughs> Hey, you hired us. So you're on the right track, man. <laughs> um, okay. So you get hired as CEO of Agribition. Is it, uh, are you, I guess I'm really cu I'm curious on this. How the heck does it work? Are you, are you the CEO indefinitely or do you have a contract for a certain amount of time and then renegotiate after a while? Or is it a set per year? And then there's, uh, ability to go up and down and if you add more sponsorship or if you add more sell more tickets or I'm, I'm curious how that would work as in that position too yeah well I think everybody's you know when you get to that executive level of of employment I think it, you kind of serve at the pleasure of the board right I mean you're hired until you're not <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so you know and everybody's arrangement is different um you know honestly I, I'm just so proud to be able to be associated with this organization and, and excited to work in the industry that, um, you know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about my employment status or my employment contract. I spend all my time trying to think about how we strengthen aggravation. How do we make aggravation yeah. a platform for being, um, you know, a pillar of the industry and supporting everybody that supports us. I like it. Um, I was curious uh, on the aggravation side. So going not necessarily how how it applies to you directly but how, like how what is next for agribition what are you what are you working on to to improve or to you know how, how does it get bigger and better from from where you're at the the cfl season has changed a little bit this year so that kind of helps out with the gray cup side of things where it has hit on the same dates a few times or you've had to move forward or back on the agribition side of things but 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 yeah what what do you do uh you know i guess one, one further point that might lead into the question too, is that the population in Canada and probably in the world, and I don't, I don't know this for sure. I'm guesstimating that, that it's uh, moving more urban than rural. So the bridging that gap is probably an important part, but tell me more, tell me what's going on that way. Yeah. Well, it's a good question. And honestly, it was one of the questions they asked me when I applied for the job is, you know, what do you, what do you think aggribition needs? What role does it play? Um, and I think, what's important for us is to understand that, that, you know, first of all, the, the event is the core of what we do. So, you know, always, whatever we do, um, build support strengthens, uh, improves the quality of the event that we do, because I think that's the piece where it brings everybody together. But outside of that, I think the way you do that from an aggravation standpoint is, is be an active advocate in a number of different ways. You know, we're the only organization like us that I know that has an active, outbound market development program. So we're around the world. We're, we're telling the Canadian beef story. We're, we're, you know, supporting Canadian genetics trade. Um, you know, we're bringing buyers into Canada. Um, you know, so we do a lot of that work on international market development to support the overall industry. Uh, that's important. Um, we do uh, a ton in education, you know, to your point around, around the demographic shifts that, you know, the cities are getting bigger, 
but the need for agriculture is only growing too. So, you know, how do you bridge that gap? How do you, how do you, you know, put the, 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 the work and the ethical work around raising food that we do in this country? How do you tell that story to a domestic audience too? We have a role to play in that. I think um, an important role to play. Um, and then things like mentorship. We started a mentorship program a few years ago um, in partnership with the government here because, you know, there was a, we saw a need to connect up and comers in our industry and young people to make sure that they stay in the industry, connect them with people that can, that can encourage them along that way. So that's been a success for us too. Really, you know, Agribition is a, is an umbrella brand that I think, you know, can get some things done in a lot of different parts of this industry. Um, everybody knows us for our event again, not unlike Stampede. Um, but I think that gives us some strength and, and, and some latitude um, to, to use our knowledge and our expertise in a number of different ways, as long as we're all about supporting agriculture, all about supporting Western Canada. And, uh, and I think that's something we're really proud to do. So anytime that there's an opportunity to do that, I think you'll see Agribition consider it um, to be more than the six day event and to have our brand and have our expertise active in a number of different ways in the industry. That was a good answer. <laughs> that, was a, that was a really good answer, man. <laughs> yeah, we're already on the schedule. I'm looking at the Agribition schedule. Here. What? We are? Yeah, Agribition Live with Ted and Wasey, 12 what? to 1. It's official. 12 no to way. 1 daily, just for those curious. 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. daily at the loading chute. Get yourself a uh, lunch, a uh, barley sandwich for lunch. Come check out the live show. Couple we're going to have... Yeah, we're going to have yeah, a... I think uh, our bars open at 11, so... Because oh. we understand that people are in different time zones. And the Agribition yeah. Paralyzer is the famous drink of Agribition. So good. And, oh, uh, so good. you know, that can that can shake off the night before pretty good. Oh, Not that I would encourage any, any risky behavior, but if <laughs> you needed something milk-based in the morning, that'll do it. So get this, guys. So uh, we sell 13,000 Paralyzers over six days a day. Oh, my God. That's a lot of milk. Jeez. Yeah. So one time I was, I was walking in the back of the kitchen before Agribition, like the week before, and the kitchen staff were going crazy because the Dairyland milk guys were dropping off all the milk for these paralyzers that were ordered. And they didn't know they hadn't been through an Agribition. They're like, they thought oh. the was wrong. they're trying to send it all back. <laughs> the was like, no, 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 no. We need that. That's we need this milk. Yeah. <laughs> how we many those... people, how many people on the park per day? It's 120,000. So is it 20,000 people per day on the, on the grounds? Yeah, well, it doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not spread out evenly. Like our attendance, yeah. curve, it kind of goes like this through the week. So it kind yeah. of like a hockey stick a bit. Okay. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday are the busiest days. Uh, and it's a little bit, a uh, little bit more elbow room at the beginning of the week. So, you know, I think on our busy days, we could, we're, we're talking like 30 or 35,000 people. Damn. So it's a, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, it's Regina in November. So nobody, <laughs> everybody's inside, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, I can tell if we're having a good show because on the Thursday, if I find it hard to walk around, I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of people here. That's good. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh dang. I think, hey. I think I think it will be a good one. There'll be people are itching to get doing stuff. It's well, uh, and that then after then after the rodeo, the Maple Leaf Finals at the Brandt Center, Cowboy Shit Live, 9 p.m. at the Loading Shoot. It goes from Agribition That's Live. That's so at cool, noon. man. We gotta keep it. We gotta keep it PG in the daytime, and then 9 p.m. the kids are all gone, right? So then we can we have like an adult. Adult-ish show, Cowboy Shit Live, Cow- 9 p.m. Cowboy Shit After Dark. <laughs> yeah, <that's- laughs> I don't think I want to see what you're thinking about there, but I'll... Uh... 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, it'll be fun, you guys. I'm excited for it. I think um, you guys working on some programming. Who's coming on the show? Oh yeah, we we uh, cannot disclose much of that information yet, uh, but we have uh, we for sure have uh, Quick Dick McDick will be making an appearance. He'll be awesome. on the show. Yeah, we've got him. We're working on a few other guests. Um, um, I've talked to talked to a couple of folks. I don't have a ton of firm answers yet. It's pretty uh, far. It's, it's I, mean, I guess it's 33 days from today's air date of the show so it's coming up quite quickly but we uh we're gonna have a we got some stuff in the pipe it's gonna be yeah deadly yeah we're gonna have who would you like to be on the show chris that maybe that's a better question do you you want to be on the show uh you you guys can fill it with better people than me um let's see you know who's coming to the show actually uh is gonna be here in person really brett wilson you said yeah oh Oh, nice that'll be good Might need to get connected with him to bring him on the show he would be a good interview, I would say. He's, is, he's always interesting. Is that how you became a Nashville Predators fan? <laughs> no, that's a coincidence. If he asked, I'll say yes. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, I just went to Nashville and I loved it so much. I was like, you know what? This is a good town. I like it here. I'm a fan of anything that happens in Nashville, I think. Somebody told me that we should take uh, Cowboy Shit, the merchandise, to Dragon's Den. So maybe we can do a live pitch on Exhibition Live. <laughs> Yeah, sure. In- investors, I- possibly you. Possibly you. <laughs> Cowboy shit worldwide. Wide, wide. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, okay, Chris. Uh, what does a person that maybe hasn't been ag- to Agribition before, or like myself, I went in, uh, I think, 12, 13, 14, 15. I-, I went a few years, and I-, I think we stayed at the Wingate for the most part, and it was pretty much like to and from the rodeo, and there wasn't a lot lot else going on because it was pretty much like recover from the hangover from the day before and then maybe wander around a little bit but like mostly working in the room all day what do i have to experience this year that maybe i didn't in previous years what do i what do i got to see for for somebody that has even been there before where's that and then we'll go back to the to the noobs yeah sure along here you know i think no matter if you've been there or not before i really think it's worth spending some time walking the barns and actually sitting in on one of those purebred cow shows like those animals are tanks it is impressive to see the the quality of those cattle like even if you don't really know what you're looking at necessarily you can tell you're looking at something that's high end i tell people all the time that if agribition was a car dealership the only cars we'd have on the lot would be lamborghinis mm-hmm. so oh. that gives you a, a, a sense of the quality of what's in those barns and you know it's just, it's incredible. And the people that are there, the exhibitors, amazing people, you know, interesting, passionate, all that stuff. Like you could kill days just walking those barns and, and looking at the different breeds and then, you know, watching them in the show ring and kind of getting into how that competition works. I, you know, I think it's a, it's a really unique thing and it's easy to get passionate about. So I, that would be my number one recommendation. How, we got uh, to get Ted to groom a show steer at Agribition. I think that'd be good content. I would be a fish out of water. I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> It'd be awesome. It'd be bad. <laughs> you know what surprised me is um, the amount of, <coughs> of like grooming supplies. It's crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You know, it's like a full, full on deal. Like the vacuums and all like all the, the windblower, the, the air dryers and everything. Like it's, it's like quite the operation. Like when I used to be in 4-H, like we sh- like do our steers for shows, the show day. And like the amount of work that goes into like grooming one so the judges like it is insane. Yeah. And I think too, like spend some time with one of the judges. They'll tell you all about this stuff. And like, yeah, I'm curious now. 
I don't you know. know. What do they look for? You know, how do they compare it? It's still a real, um, you know, eyeball kind of job. It's, you know, so there's real talent in the, uh, in the people that are, that are placing these animals. Um, yeah, I've had a pl pleasure, obviously, to spend some time with uh, the best people in this business and, and, and the stuff they know and the stuff they'll, they'll point out as they're doing their job is, it's astounding to see it. And, you, and then when you see what they're pointing at, you're like, oh yeah, I see that too. That's actually mm -hmm. incredible. I can tell you, nobody wants me judging their animal in the show. <laughs> I'm very happy to listen to the experts tell me what they're doing. Have, have, how many fights have you had to break up over a, maybe a misjudge animal? Are there many, like, is that, is Some that, do those get brought up? Do those get you brought upstairs? Everybody is so professional that they wouldn't let that happen at the show. Oh, but okay. I can guarantee there's lots of opinions about in the uh, back of the barns. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. well, I don't think that's nothing that a couple of drinks at the stall doesn't fix anyway. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A couple of paralyzers at loading shoot. So for somebody new, somebody new though, what would be, uh, what would the, what would be something they have to have to experience? Wacy told me when I first came, cause that was actually where Wacy and I met was at Agribition. Mm -hmm. First time we ever met in person, he picked me up at the feedlot where all the animals stay. Uh, like uh, North is that lips is that lip sets? Yeah. Is that I literally caught a ride in a semi like a, a liner with Blaine Feiss and two Regina to this feedlot, and that's where I met Wacy. I think you had your booth there in uh, yeah, 2013. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. first year I had my booth there or second <laughs> yeah. year, I think. Yeah, yeah, so we actually yeah. met there, so that's kind of a kind of a cool There's a lot of couples too. that met at Regina. I didn't know you guys. Were <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you son of you, son of a bitch. <laughs> walked right into that one. Oh, dang. Uh, okay, but so for somebody new, Wacy told me how to get a pocket dog, and then he took me to the, the swamp must. one night, and I got in on the paralyzers, and then we went to. I did a lot of drinking at those few years that I was there, early on. But but what else besides the alcohol do we consume at Agribition? <laughs> so this year is actually pretty cool. Um, the sound, but it isn't a setup. Uh, actually, we didn't talk about this, but uh, we're doing a barbecue competition, like a, a sanctioned. I love smoke for Kansas City barbecue competition what so yeah it's a big deal and uh that's going to be happening on the uh thursday friday saturday of agribition um so that's exciting because that was you know i always wanted to do and add something like that you know i spent a lot of time in the southern u.s and i love it down there and that's <laughs> a big part of that of, of what that region is about mm -hmm. i said you know there's nothing actually a better thematic fit for agribition than doing yeah. it class barbecue competition so we're going to do one so um we've got i think over a dozen teams signed up by now that are coming cool. all over canada um and they're going to compete and the winners get to to go to the worlds of kansas city so is, that's it, is it throughout the week or is it just one day or how does that look thursday friday saturday i think the big judging day is saturday so i think the way these these and i'm learning again i'm learning a lot about this as we, yeah. as we build this program but uh, I think the big judging day is Saturday. They spend most cool. of Friday prepping and cooking. They'll do some public stuff like, you know, tips and tricks and recipes and things like that. And then, and then actually submit their stuff for, for judging. So I cool think how dumb I was about this. I thought, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we like gave them a secret ingredient and they had to like make their, <laughs> and these guys are like, no, we're not doing that. This is, this is the real deal. Like this is, this is for the worlds, man. Yeah. I'm not, you know, putting some dumb candy that you came up with in my, <laughs> in my you know, ribs. Like, what are you, an idiot? So anyway, some I pop, learned that. Pop rocks, secret ingredient. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm not interested in that as, as they shouldn't be. So um, anyway, we're excited about that. But so if you're new though, 
the other thing that is kind of a must are the mini donuts. And I think that's at every mm. fair, every exhibition, there's no rodeo that's not better with mini donuts in your hand. So it's true. That too. Is there, is there stuff going on in the brand center throughout the day? Like where, like, like, you know, there's been mounted shooting and jousting in the past. Oh yeah. We've got a full, uh, full schedule daytime programming. So that stuff is free with your ticket when you get there. Um, so yeah, we've got stock dogs, we've got cattle dogs, uh, we've got a ranch rodeo we're doing this year on Friday. Yeehaw. Um, so that's going to be fun. Uh, obviously that's, uh, you know, that's something else altogether. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. They're awesome. They're, watching ranch rodeos, it gets rowdy. I like watching it. It's fun. Yeah. Like those guys are tough. Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, you know, pretty much an exhibition I wouldn't do or couldn't do, but especially that stuff. Do they, are they doing like, uh, the, like the ranch bronc riding and the wild cow milk and stuff with it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be something to see for sure. Yeah. Um, we got jousting on Tuesday. I don't know if you guys ever saw that, but we, I saw them last time there. Cause they're tw- the year that I won was the year that they're jousting there. Those guys were funny. Yeah. They haven't been around for a few years. So we're going to bring them back this year and that, and they're going to do, uh, they're going to add sword fighting into the mix. Here, so like knights okay. and armor sword fighting. Um, you know, not, not super Western, but it's a super fun, uh, event. To cool. Watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they it's really hit each other. Like, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no fake in that one. Do you like, want to joust we, Ted or what? Haul one guy to the hospital behind. Egg really? Yeah, no we way. had to cut him out there. Oh so. shit! Yeah, and like guys, those guys, they're not in the best shape. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, I like. I don't. I, I like them. I'd like to spend yeah. more time with them to figure out sort of what makes. But them they're because I'm pretty yeah. sure not what makes me tick. No, I don't want to get jabbed with a wooden stick. Yeah, like you pretty much know you're getting concussed every time. Oh man. So it's le- it's legit. It's not a show at all. Like they like literally they actually joust. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's absolute one hundred percent contact. And I would again. I this whole podcast is about me being surprised at my own job. But I was <laughs> surprised at the, honestly the force of the impact that first year I saw those guys do that. Yes. I'm like, we're gonna kill one of these guys. But no, they know what they're doing. They're professional stuntmen, so they're not. Um, oh, okay. So it's know, they're not amateurs. Okay. Um, they, but they know what's going on. That's so yeah. wild, man. Where do you find these guys? How did this happen? Or was it was it grandfathered in? Like, did you add this, or was this like these guys? Yeah, where did this this happen? This existed when I when I showed up. So yeah, we kind of took took this one over, and we gave them a break for a couple years, and now we're bringing them back. Um, You know, also in my first year, we did running with the bulls. Oh yeah, Uh, heard of it. Yeah, that was that was crazy too. We did that for a couple years, Um, and it surprised me. Again, theme of this podcast: how many people. Um, just from town signed up to do that. Um, people love that stuff, man. Even like when you go to a bull ride and there's like the ring of fire or bull poker, like people just get super horny to do that stuff. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I like the teeter totter one. You guys. Yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It's awesome. That used to, when I went to college in Texas, I went to Ranger. Um, we used to go down to Stephenville every Wednesday if they had a thing called the buck and duck. So it was a team opening a bull ride and every Wednesday and they'd have bull games so like they put like the one game it was bull soccer see so, like you have to get the bullet chase you through the through a made-up goal and the other one they tape a uh, hundred dollar bills the tips of the horns of these bulls or they put 50 dollar bills in big stick steers like a bunch of they, again it was like a bunch of drunk college students so like we wanted cash so everybody would be play these crazy bull games but they had the teeter-totter there one time it was wild man <laughs> it's so crazy yeah there's a lot of creativity around that yeah. you know one of the um uh places that uh i've been to a few times is houston for their rodeo it's awesome a a level event there um but i love the calf scramble they do with the kids i don't know if you guys have seen that oh yeah 100 mm-hmm. oh 
it's awesome. I, and they're like, they're like high school kids. They're not little kids. They're high school kids. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that's the, that comes after the bulls <laughs> at the rodeo and everybody's like, that's what they want to see. Yes. People go on. It's like the wild pony race in Stampede. People love watching like the people from town. Like they love watching the wild pony race. Why did you get rid of the running of the bulls? Was there an incident or was there a liability insurance issue or, or, uh, uh, well, I mean, there's always yes to both of those, but that wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> um, we just cycle stuff out all the time. Like I'm, okay. I'm open to it coming back, but you know, one of the things at Agribition, when, whenever we talk about it, when it's Agribition season, everybody wants to know what's new at Agribition. So that's true. You know, we're, it's, it's pretty important on that, the, those kind of programs to, you know, give them a break once in a while or cycle them out or come up with something new. Um, you know, not, not because we don't want them here, just because sometimes you need, you need a little bit of variety. You don't want to, I think it's a, it's a dangerous thing for in the event business that to do something that, that is just the same every year. You always mm-hmm. kind of, you know, even when you talk about, you know, Stampede or, or K days, you know, it's always about the, the new food that's there and mm-hmm. things like that. So there is an element of variety that people are looking for. Um, so we're always looking for things that we could add to the show. So, um, so you yeah. said cycle things out. So we're, that's why we only got a one year contract, I guess. <laughs> show me show me contract <laughs> Wait, one so year is there, your worth is there something that you haven't tried yet at aggravation that you would like to try event wise or something that you've seen somewhere else that would you think would be a good fit that you'd like to try yeah that's a good question that's a really good question um well the staff are tired of me talking about that calf scramble because I think we can do a good one. So that's one that I would love to be able to put in a degradation. Mm-hmm. And I think it, you know, it's a, it's a 4-H fundraiser and it's all, you know, it's all for the right reasons. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Um, you know, we talked about having a bullfighters event at aggravation um, to kind of complement what goes on in the, in the, in the rodeo. Um, so yeah, we got a list of things that I think if the timing was right, we'd be, we'd be interested in, in looking at, we could add. I think our challenge is that um, we do 106 different events over six days. So um, like the schedule is full as it should be, but anytime we want to add something, we want to make sure that it's not taking away from something else. You know, the minute that you, that, that you're making people choose to go to this part of the show or this part of the show, you have to be really cautious that, mm-hmm. that you're actually bringing new people in. You're not asking the same people to sort of divide their attention. Um, so those are some of the, the, questions we ask ourselves around program how do you put your own stamp on aggribition as the ceo or is that not really a goal are you more so like you said before and maybe i'm answering my own question here but is it more so about the event overall is there any part of it personally that you want to put your own stamp on this and look back someday and have the you know legacy like yeah i helped do this at at this show like it because it is a major part of a major part of this industry in, in, in the country. If, well, it is the largest in many categories. Hiring us, Ted, that's a stamp. <laughs> yeah, I brought those guys to aggravation. <laughs> that's right. That's, if, if I can go down in history, the CEO did that, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, no, but to be serious, I'm not interested in, like, I don't, I don't need anything to be sort of like, um, you know, tied to, tied to Chris Lane's time at aggravation. I think I'll be most proud if, if, the event and the organization becomes more important if it occupies a bigger space if it hosts 
um, increasingly important conversations about agriculture and uh, Western entertainment and Western values in the country. Um, and those are hard things to measure, I know, but uh, you know, I think about that stuff every day. You know, are we are we building this uh, the sustainability of this organization? Are we making sure that it's going to be around for another fifty years? Are we doing things that make sure that the generation of kids now will grow up and bring their kids to agribition? Um, you know, I feel the responsibility to do that so that whoever comes next and next and next and next um, inherits uh, a strong organization that has sort of made its mark and continues to be important. You know, I get. I think the dream is that an organization like Agribition becomes the single most important conversation point for anything that matters in our industry. Uh, and if we can do that, if we can continue to push for that, uh, we'll be in pretty good shape. And I think I'm. I think I'm happy with how I'm pushing it. I don't think I'm ever satisfied though. And that's probably a good thing. If that's I ever thought thing, that I was yeah. satisfied, then then maybe it would be time to to have someone else come in and see what they could do. But I got lots of work to do left here and I love it. So I'm not going anywhere unless they tell me to. <laughs> so you, you mentioned like creating those moments and that kind of stuff, but that's, that's what you strive for. What has been like your favorite moment as CEO or proudest, your proudest moment even, I guess you could say. Um. You know, I think one of the proudest things is the first Supreme that we were able to have in our brand new building. So I came into this job where, you know, Agribition was in a real crisis before me around, um, you know, around facilities and buildings. You know, the show was had outgrown it. It was, you know, the buildings were ridiculously decrepit. Um, and the people who were before me did a lot of work to, to you know, get a deal done on a new building, but it wasn't built yet. So when I came in really finishing that project and transferring all of what Agribition was into a new space without losing the atmosphere, that was, you know, I took that really, really to heart. I mean, we were doing things like tearing down the old stadium and the auditorium and with it went the swamp. So all of a sudden I was the guy that didn't, you know, that- You killed the swamp. When we, when we tore down the swamp. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't kill an idea, guys. That's true. It's the swamp it's is true. a vibe. The swamp is a vibe. <laughs> um, you know, so, so in very real terms, we were removing tangible parts of what that aggravation atmosphere was. And I really, like I said, took it to heart to make sure that we moved into a new space that everybody wanted, but we were all a little bit sad that we were leaving something of the organization behind. So I would say, you know, that first Supreme in the new building where it was just as electric and it was just as intense and heart pounding as it ever was in the old stadium. I thought, yeah, okay, I'm proud of this. We did this as a team. Um, we managed to keep the beating heart of what this organization is about uh, alive, no matter where we are. That's another good answer. <laughs> I want to go... I want to go back. Tell me your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to go to uh, a specific story. There was a big kerfuffle, a big mix-up, a big. Uh, um, I'm not even sure how to, else to explain it, but the steer wrestlers went on strike in, in at Agribition in in the last five years. I don't even remember what year it is now, but it's like 2018, I think. Uh, yeah, it was 17. I think it was 17. 17. 17? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's all it's all kind of running together, but one of those years, yeah. 
so so the steer wrestlers there was an issue with the stock apparently and i, I don't know the whole story again so i, I don't want to i'm sure somebody will uh send me a note afterwards and say that i told the story wrong but there was an issue with stock in my recollection and the steer wrestlers except for travis Rie and morgan grant decided not to go to aggribition what was that issue like on your end chris and what did you know about it what happened what was the fallout um i know that you were not very happy with the cpra after which i can completely understand and them being the sanctioning body it's tough for them too because they're not really the producers where you're the rodeo producer and then you have to rely on them for contestants and they don't deliver so i don't know tell, tell us a story from your point of view i'm i i gotta <laughs> we gotta talk about this yeah, sure. Well, it was dramatic. That's for sure. And I, you know, I'm a little bit like you, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I don't know that whole story. I'm not sure anybody really does. Um, you know, but the way that that came about is, is it kind of came about last minute, I would say, like, during the week, um, we, we kind of got wind that there was going to be a problem here with these bulldoggers that, that, yeah, it was, it was at least on the surface around, uh, around stock or availability or quality of stock or whatever. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, we were pretty active in, in trying to figure out, you know, what we could do to solve that. And I think we did to a, to a large degree, but I think at that point it became, you know, it, there was some pride. There was a, there was a point to be made, I think, um, that, you know, I, you have to ask them if they made it or not, I'm not sure, but, you know, from a, uh, from an event perspective, you know, that was quite honestly, it was embarrassing. Um, you know, it became tough. We lost, we, we lost a longtime sponsor of that event over that, um, which was kind of my message at, at CPRA. We, I flew out and attended, uh, the, the board meeting after that. And I think it was pretty clear on, on our perspective around that. Um, so, you know, I don't fault anybody for, for standing up for what they believe in or making a point. I mean, we sure did. Um, so, uh, you know, if there was a valid point to be made, I think, like to think everybody learned from that and moved on. But I, it was interesting, you know, there was, you know, there was lots of divided opinion, I think, in the rodeo community around how that all unfolded. Um, and I'm, like I said, I'm not sure that I'll ever know really fully the story behind that, but it was too bad. I think, you know, we spend a lot of time and obviously these contestants spend a lot of time getting ready to put on a good show and, and earn some money and, and put in a good performance and that didn't happen in that event that year that was uh yeah that was a bit of a blow that you know i that might have been the first edge i got in this job is that uh um, to know that those kind of things can happen and i think i got a lot smarter and a lot sharper about that kind of stuff and uh you know but at the same time we've you know we've kept our relationship with cpra pretty good i think we're we're pretty good partners in a lot of things and and we put on a pretty good rodeo. So obviously the, the, the sport and the, and the relationships can survive it. Um, but I know it was, it was a, uh, an issue that a lot of people talked about for a while after that. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and now we have the Maple Leaf circuit finals. So there's, uh, I believe it's the top eight per the top eight per, uh, sorry, there's eight, eight per pool, right? You got two pools, four days of rodeo, uh, and uh, I think you just made a rodeo shorter. I think it's 10. It's 10. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So 10. So you have 20 contestants total. Two. Uh, yeah. There you go. 
10 contestants based on the Maple Leaf circuit standings, four rounds. Um, it's a, it's a new, it's a neat, uh, neat format. That's, that's something different. And you, you have a winner each day, which is important. I think in the, uh, in the, in the rodeo business and you guys put on a, put on a, a great show with C5 rodeo and, uh, and all your personnel, it's a, it's a top notch show, right? So it's, tell, tell us about that a little bit though, too, and, and how that change come to be and maybe where the idea came from the name and, and how, you know, the, uh, contestants actually have a chance to qualify for the Ram national circuit final. So it's kind of a, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a, it's, we're excited to host it. We're proud of it. It's, um, we've been doing pro rodeo for a couple of years. Um, and then, uh, Jeff Robson, uh, I was at an event with him and he said, Hey, we should talk about this. I think we have an opportunity to bring a, a Canadian circuit finals. Um, and you guys fit pretty good on the calendar for that. We put on a good rodeo and it's the kind of atmosphere that, that we think would go well with it. So we talked for a little while about that and, and, uh, around how that would work. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and sort of we, what was important to us was that we sort of maintained our, um, our editorial control over the production. Um, and I think it was, you know, it might be a bit of an unusual situation between event producer or promoter CPRA for a finals and, uh, and what happens at aggravation. Um, but like I said, we're really good partners with those guys. So we were able to come to a, a deal here about how this would work. And, and yeah, we're really happy with it, I think. It's an exciting rodeo. It's, um, you know, top guys, good stock. And um, yeah, I think everybody competing to get to the to the Ram Nationals is pretty fun too. And, it, you know, we take it really seriously around the production value of that rodeo. You know, we know that we're an entertainment buy for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the urban uh, ticket buyers here. So, it, you know, it has to be a good time, even if you don't really know what you're watching in some cases. And I think that's important for the sport right I think that's important for any sport at some point you have to get people in the door and they become fans once they're in and they have a good time and they see a good production um, but we think that we are uh, we're sort of a gateway drug for rodeo because we you know it's a fun building to be in and the production's good and then when you leave you're a fan of the sport if you weren't when you walked in so I think that's pretty important you've got uh, $15,000 added in the breakaway roping that's going to be one of the bigger <clears throat> bigger pots in the breakaway side of things in, in, the, in the entire country. Yeah. Well, that comes from the association. And um, again, this is the first time we're going to have breakaway at our event. Uh, we're happy to add it. That's for sure. Uh, we were set to, we were set to have it in 2022, um, 2020 also, I should say. Um, <laughs> so we were kind of just... I thought I'd actually, I'd give you clarify that because I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> so again, that was one of the, the things we were really disappointed not to be able to do last year. Um, so I, I don't know when I, when I watch that event, I like it. And I think it's going to be a crowd favorite too, um, for our crowd. It'll be a lot of fun. What is your favorite rodeo event? Uh, that's going to get me in trouble. You guys got to answer. I don't think so. Why would it get you in trouble? Steer wrestling? What? You're allowed to have a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, you know, I, I might like what I might like the big one. I might like the bulls at the end. I think that's fun. That's intense. And there's what up, you know, I like the pyro in it, like the, from the base entertainment value. I love it, but also, uh, you know, I, I get pretty good seats at the rodeo, so I get to be up close and man, those animals are impressive. And those cowboys, there's something else too. The amount of punishment that you guys put your bodies through to do that is, um, 
that's that's amazing. I don't I don't think you really understand it from you know section two hundred seven at the end. You kind of got to be down there to really yeah, you, you get to like a, get down there and see some of it. It's a whole new experience and stuff for people. Yeah, that's for sure. The intensity of watching those cowboys when they get on and get roped in and it's just like oh shit, this is yeah, it's crazy. Sport in the world. Guess... Two two more questions here. Um, where can Wacy and I watch the rodeo from? Curious. I think you guys will be right there. I would imagine yeah. if you're going to talk about it, you probably got to have pretty good seats. So okay, sweet. Just, I can make just some TikToks. I can make some TikToks. <laughs> some aggravation rodeo oh, content, content guy. Hey, ah. hey, you guys are like rodeo insiders. This is the deal, right? Everybody just wants to hang off the back of the shoots, right? That's yeah. where everybody. Yeah. That is the coolest place. That's the best. You that's could, the best place to watch a rodeo. From you can almost sure. make so, some sweets behind your shoots before your stands. You could. You could almost almost do a couple there that'd be oh great. you know what we need we need some guys to push the sheep for the for the mutton busting so you guys I'll bring my velcro gloves and rubber boots <laughs> um okay second question follow-up question um which day should we uh prepare you to ride the bull chris because we uh surprise we're gonna put you on a bull that week if you uh oh. we'll um, teach you we'll teach you the way so I, so I, I rode a steer once at Agribition a few years ago. Really? Uh, me and the minister of agriculture. A show steer? Uh, had, yeah, this is a true story. Yeah. And we, um, we raised money for stars and, uh, and we both got on a, on a steer. That's an awesome idea. Like yeah. That. It didn't go that well. I would say. <laughs> Who won? How'd I mean, you do? I don't know. Is don't there a video of it somewhere we can post on social media? Oh, sure. Yeah. But it's really short. You'll want to loop it. It's like <laughs> we get a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like three seconds. Oh dear. I could oh, do better. I, I think I could do better now. Well, if you have the right coaches, right? So we'll we'll work on that. Um, okay, Chris, on the personal side of things, you're a pilot. Tell me about flying. How would you get in a, in a, interested in that side of things? And when did you get your license? You you just finished it in the last little while over over the COVID kind of break too, right? Yeah. So that was uh, that was my 2020 project was to I had started a while ago and then it yeah. kind of fell by the wayside. I think there's a lot of pilots that have that story as they. They get into it and it gets, you know, pretty intense and, and expensive. Uh, so anyway, when I, I had a little bit more time in 2020, thanks to COVID, I decided, you know what, I'm going to finish this thing. That's important that I, that I did that. And uh, uh, yeah, so I spent a bunch of time uh, finishing that up and graduated with my private pilot's license and got a night rating and uh, got a little airplane here. So it's, um, that's my hobby. That's, that we, you know, what I like about flying, honestly, you guys, is that, um, it's a hobby where you can't really afford to have a, your brain cluttered by a lot of stuff. So actually it's incredibly relaxing because everything nice. else yeah. you just sort of mm-hmm. concentrate on flying. Um, it's good to have those things. things. Yeah. Have you had anything sketchy happen when you're flying? Uh, like you, like, you, you, have you like, ever, like, like I'm going down boys. Like this is over. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So when I was training, um, they do this in, in when you're getting your pilot's license, you get to a point where you solo, which is essentially you're flying the airplane by yourself and your instructors on the ground. Um, and this, this is a great story. So, uh, I had something else big going on that day. And so I wasn't really focused on what I was doing. I was just trying to get some solo hours in and I was thinking about something else and I pulled the wrong knob in the cockpit and the engine quit. Oh no. <laughs> oh Holy no. Fuck. Oh my God. I pulled the fuel mixture wave. I went to pull the throttle back. Um, so that I could come in for a landing, but I, uh, pulled the mixture knob and oh, no. cuts the engine. It didn't outright quit. It didn't stop entirely, but it started to sputter and bang. And I, and it kind of jolted me back and I threw the mixture back in 
and uh, uh, gem the throttle to the firewall and, and it kind of everything kind of sprang back to life. So it, it probably less dangerous than it felt at the moment, but it got my attention and that was the last <laughs> yeah. um, you know, don't, don't do this if you've got a bunch of shit on your mind. I so guess. yeah. Wild. So yeah. did you, did you feel the, like, did you, did the engine shutting up to where you're like, you're going along and then all of a sudden, whoo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. That's yeah, wild. Gravity over and that engine starts to go. Like it yeah. doesn't take much to pull the throttle back a little bit and you kind of start sinking out of the air. So it's kind of a, you know, landing an airplane is a controlled fall. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when, when you take all the power out of it, it's, uh, it gets, yeah. It, it gets falls you. faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so does your stomach go up into your, into your throat. Oh man, I'd lose oh, it. Oh, I couldn't handle it. I'd, I'd be dead. Um, yeah, I think flying small planes is, you know, if you're susceptible to motion sickness of any kind, it's probably not the hobby for you because you've got all kinds of weird motion going on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, everybody's used to a car, right? Mm-hmm. You know, up and down on a hill, left and right. But, you know, in an airplane, you've got, you're kind of skidded out all the time, right? You're either turning into the wind to keep yourself going straight. So there's this whole other range of motion that you're kind of not used to or you, or you don't have on a daily basis. Dang. You know, wow. so you mentioned the lip sets though, where you guys started yeah. your love story there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're actually a pretty big flying family. Um, really? Yeah. They've got, they've got some serious airplanes. Um, well, didn't Glenn crash a plane recently or his pilot crash or something? What was the story there? Something happened there. Yeah. Uh, something like that. I think you'll have to ask him. I think it's, okay. it's a subject. Okay. Pilots I don't like know the whole story. When they, when they uh, bounce one off the runway. Okay. Okay. I'll leave it for now. I'll ask Sounds like something Glenn would do. Ali, <laughs> 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 oh, what are, what are you expecting out of us that week? Uh, what, what what should be uh, like? Should we put a pool on when Wacy misses a show because he's too hungover, or or should we? No, no, I will You're not. I'm a, prof- I'm a professional. How many? Come on. How many? I'm a professional. It's not my How first day. Not my first aggravation, man. I used to make. I used to party all night, make it to my trade show booth, and work there all damn day. <laughs> That's and the kind of work again. ethic that makes aggravation tick. There you go. Uh, I want you Hell guys to keep yeah. tally of your paralyzer totals. I want okay. to see how many, how many of those are directly attributable. Okay. I can do that. I can do that. I bet you. I bet you. I, I drink uh, how many days? Four days. days, of four days. I bet, you I, can, I bet you I can hit like I bet you I can drink more oh, than you're gonna have thirty. A, you're gonna have all uh you're gonna have bad time with your guts. <laughs> okay, give me okay, over under over twenty I'll yeah, give you over twenty-five. Like over twenty-five. Twelve hours. That's my, a day. That's my that's odds. That many. I think that's my odds. That's a lot. That's my odds. You can better. If I win, you guys both gotta give me if I do over twenty five, no, you guys no, both gotta give me a thousand bucks. I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying <laughs> it's a horrible idea. <laughs> oh, and don't yeah. So whatever what i need out of you guys Good is just content. to be yourselves because i think it's fun obviously uh and you're funny um but stay out of the office okay okay we'll do that only unless in white promise, promise. Right. unless of my office you mean eldorado oh, closed down but there's a, new, there's a new country bar in that same spot so you're in good shape yeah what where where does waste need to go that that week like i know the pocket dog stand there's the ukrainian one too where with the cabbage rolls and the pierogies and the sausage I'll, I'll be hitting that one up yeah, I'll be up there. Straight by the pocket dogs. Um, so good. Oh, so good. What else? Uh, we got. Uh, nah, it's going out the window for aggravation week. Oh heck yeah! That's really, really good. Uh-huh. If, if I'm, if I'm, what if I, if I'm looking <laughs> to find love at aggravation, where is my best place to find it? 
<laughs> Anywhere after tonight. Really? Is there a is there a sanctioned place where the where this right. happens? Like no. a like a on on site Bud Light. It yeah, used, Bud Light. It used to be the Bud Light loading. Street. He doesn't know this stuff. <laughs> no, you gotta. Ask you should like, know. Than no, me. As the CEO, you this is nation. No, Wacy, we'll have a report hey, afterwards, cool, or maybe a daily report. We'll see. Oh dear. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Last yeah, question. People did not who, find uh, love. Uh, who got married uh, also maybe started their road to being unmarried at Agribition too. So. Oh dear. Oh. Well, that's when, not, that's when you get point, people together actually. in large settings, stuff happens. Point. So. Maybe I'll find love at the loading shoot. You might get who might knows? get loaded at the loading shoot. We'll see what that. happens. Hope you don't get loaded up after being that's at the loading shoot. There's a greater. Hey, you guys there's a greater chance of that. Oh yeah. Me getting loaded. Oh, yeah. I think you just you just got to make friends with some barrel racers and look after their horses for the week. <laughs> some horse girls. If you've if you've seen some of my TikToks lately, <laughs> I've been pretty hard on the horse girl community. You have some men's to make. <laughs> you might have to. Um, Wacy, you guys, the last question. Kind of like wrap it up with Chris. Last question, Chris. The one we ask all of our friends who come on the show: What is your definition of cowboy shit? Definition of cowboy shit. Um. definition i would you know what it's not any one thing it's a it's a collection of values it's a it's a it's a personality trait uh i don't think you you know i don't think you have to be there's no there's no bar for cowboy shit it is um you know it's good times it's hard work it's um it's doing what you say you're gonna do and uh being the life of the party when someone needs uh some fun that's what I'd say. Another good answer, man. <laughs> You're killing it. Thanks, that's what Chris. it means to me anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. That's I love, I love. That's like one of my favorite things about the, the show is like hearing everybody's, how everybody's kind of spinning. Yeah, well, what it means to them. It's a good it's question cool. to spring on people because nobody's expecting it. What one more, one more thing too. I guess nobody else listens to the show. I guess to know, know that it's coming. <laughs> everybody. We ask everybody. No, just giving you a hard time. Yes. Um, Fiftieth anniversary, though we didn't t- really touch on that much. What what's special uh, for the fiftieth? Yeah, well, that's a great question. It's um, yeah, uh, half century of aggribition, something yeah. definitely to celebrate. Uh, the big thing we're doing is the first day of the show is free for everyone. We're gonna shut down the gate admission. Uh, uh, we're gonna feed everyone a prank- pancake breakfast for free, and uh, you'll see different fiftieth stuff, different nice. parts of the celebration through the week. So uh, we're not gonna let it go unmarked. But uh, the big thing is is uh, uh, opening day. Let's get as many of our friends and our family and come celebrate Agribition and get back together again, too. Not only are we celebrating 50 years of Agribition, but honestly, nice. we're celebrating. Yes. So gather in the event business. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty emotional to tell you the truth, guys. This is. This oh, is yeah. Cool. I'm going to my first concert on Friday and I'm so fired up to go exactly. to some live music. Again. 100%. Um, Canadian yeah, Western sure. Agribition, that free day starts. Monday, November 22nd runs all the way to Saturday, November 27th, the Maple Leaf Circuit Finals. Wednesday, the 24th, to finishing up Saturday night. You can check us out, Agribition Live, noon daily from Wednesday to Saturday, and Cowboy Shit Live starting 9 p.m. right after the rodeo. Thanks to for having us, Chris. Get your information, tickets, full schedule, everything at agribition.com. Thanks for Chris. Thanks for doing this, eh? This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.
Thanks again to Chris Lane for joining us in episode 102. It's going to be a heck of a fun time in the Daggerbition this year. Way some pumped. Daggerbition, man. I'm so stoked to head back there. Like I, like I mentioned, talking to Chris, it's Daggerbition has a special place in my heart. So it's going to be fun to get back there and, and see some old friends and do what we do. It'll be cool to share that. Yeah, something new for us. Yeah, it's good stuff. So I'm excited. Me too, brother. Moving oh, on to our next placement. show. Our next show is going to be uh, at uh, Canadian Finals Rodeo, CFR, Red Deer. We're going to do a live version of Cowboy Shit as well. Going to do some, uh, I'm going to do some work on the buckle presentations as well with uh, with our friend Doug Young. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, man, I'm stoked that he got the CFR. That's so Oh, me cool. too. Man, I I'm love a, Doug. He's the I man. I think I was almost more pumped when he got uh, Calgary because it was like a little more. I was on his birthday. Last minute like, on his birthday he, was pretty special. And he and he absolutely crushed that day too. He, oh, that was like one of, that was dug at his best. It was so it good. Was so cool. Yeah. I think I thought it was awesome to see the group that who did the uh, the Calgary this year. I thought that was great. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a super fan of Doug as well. Dougie, Doug, oh, yeah. Doug. Yeah, I lo- love the guy. And but yeah, no, I thought the whole group right there. I thought they did great. And uh, it's almost some a similar group going headed to uh, CFR, CFR, right? Yeah, yeah, I think just no uh, no entertainer though. Right. Yeah. No, though. We're just, they got the they're taking of- the entertainment out of the CFR. Just well, rodeo. It's fun. <laughs> Rodeo's entertainment. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, the, he's still, uh, I'm sure he's still going to be there. The clown of the year, clown of, clown of Canada. That's Dennis. Dennis Hall. I'm the sure rodeo he's going to be there. Clown. I would imagine he'd be there. I don't know. He might be on strike. He might not be there. I'm not sure. I think about, I think I'm going to be Can't Dennis. Tell. I think I'm going to be Dennis Halstead for Halloween. I'm surprised Dennis still won the of the year after attending the uh, Bowden lockdown rodeo. I yeah. thought there might be a little uh, red flag on the old uh, rodeo. Well, who else passport. was there? Oh. Who else was there to like? Who else? <laughs> I don't know. Like, not trying to say uh, to say. Oh, like anyways. who else was? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. the criteria. Yeah. Anyway, anyways, moving on. CFR, we're gonna be there. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. We're fired up, up for it. Yeah. Come say hi. Daily. Man, we're getting, we're taking cowboy shit on the road here in the next couple months. We are. It's final season, man. We're doing. We're getting. We're, we're going bolo ties and sport coats, man. Both of the sports coach. That's the fucking ha- that's the theme of the fall. Right? That's the fall. I love it. I love it. That's the fall. We also, so, yeah. So that's we got merch some, on the line too. That's some new merch, man. It's cool. Yeah. You, you and Storm killed it on the, the on the design of the hats and everything, as per usual. The new shirts. Beautiful. Seen these. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So we we got lots of cool stuff. We got coffee. Cowboy coffee. It's live from your uncle. Brewed by Mount. We're not brewed. Is it ethically by my sourced? Uncle. Are the yes. beans ethically yes. sourced? There, I saw Kobe's messages. I was going to cuss him out. Well, I just, I don't know. I think he was mostly joking, but not sure. Hey, fucking bitch, Kobe. <laughs> Calling you out, yeah. bro. Check it all, though. Check it all that's out. My un- that's my shit. uncle. Cowboyshit.ca. Get yourself some new merch in numerous numerous stores now. What else, Brinson? Or the basement, whichever one you want to do. Or the basement. Yeah, there's a lot of merch in the basement. Yeah, come by the house. Come by the house. Come have a ranch water. And we'll that's it. Yeah. Yeah, shit. we... Got some lots of cool stuff happening this fall. We're excited to share, share some yeah. new stuff with us. Check us out on the social medias. Yeah, Cowboy Shit official, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. all this. Get all out the to shit. the events. Come yeah, see Brinson and I at the PBRs. Oh yeah, or just come come visit. Come, come hang out us. with us. Come to HQ. Come hang out. We got Brinson's uh, here for five weeks. We've got uh, what do we got? We talked about the schedule a little bit, but PBR Canada, uh, Calgary, Alberta on the Canada Cup Series, October twenty third, Saturday night. 
Then we go to Saskatoon on the 29th and 30th. Then we move over. Have to, a little Halloween party after. Yeah, afterwards. The PBR on Saturday Wait, night. So you I think come so. with us to Saskatoon, and we'll party at the branch on Saturday night. You want to just come along with us? When are you guys leaving? Uh, we got to leave Thursday, but if you want to just fly over, we'll drive you back with us Sunday. I'll figure it out. I'd like to come okay. to Saskatoon. Yeah, we'll bring. We'll we'll. Uh, my, my, always I like, amazing. I like to go see my brother. I like my brother because my brother's going. I like to go hang out with him. Yeah, come and uh, come come and see us if you want. Come along with um, us, even if you want. Heck yeah! After Saskatoon, I kind of uh, want. To, I kind of want to. Yeah, I'm just gonna should. go up to Yorkton. You're you're headed to CFR. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna you're Yorkton. gonna you're gonna come back because you're coming to the hockey game with Wacy. Oh right, it's my yes, birthday, yes, man. Yes. We're having, we're hanging out with you on your birthday, dude. Second, dude, yeah. I have already told everybody about it. Um, it's my first ever hockey, hockey game. Yeah, I've only watched the Goon, so I think I know pretty much of all about. Man, hockey. you're gonna love the dome. It's gonna be. It's so fun, dude. You uh, we'll you guys get some to sit beers. in the, the cowboy shit season tickets. We'll go. We'll go to the casino. I'm gonna dress. We're going to the casino tomorrow too. Wait, remember that? You still We're going to the casino tomorrow? What's that? You gonna be able to handle that still? The casino? Oh yeah. Got to sleep it off here first. And we'll I, I I'm actually feeling pretty. I'm feeling a lot better than I was this morning, boys. I like had a little nap ski and just like took her laid on my couch and just watched TV all day and oh good rotted. It was good. Together. Yeah, we then Yorkton. Yeah, so CFR Yorkton, and then we finish off the finals. In Edmonton at Rogers Place on the 12th and 13th of November. Damn, Connor McDavid's house. That's I'm so excited for Edmonton. Oh yeah, I'm excited yeah. for the whole fall. But I'm I'm, I'm excited for PBR finals, and I love I love Saskatoon, but I'm just excited for Edmonton and the building and the town and the party and and the whole oh, the whole yeah. lot. Saskatoon whole or lot. Edmonton's yeah. a, a, a fun time during that kind of stuff. So we've also got the Thai Pazabon Sportsman's Dinner on November 11th on uh, Thursday night before the finals, kind of Love a pre welcome party for the, all the contestants can be a fun night too at the river Cree. So yeah, going to be a, going to be a great time. We That'd also, awesome. man, I got to talk CFR some more too. How about the standings this year? And like all the top bronc riders, one, two, three, four, five, six, the top six went to eight rodeos or less. Leighton green made the CFR on three rodeos. this wow. year. That's wild. I said uh, the winners win, man. Winners win. That's true. Show up. Do your job, get paid. Get paid. Talk cool, man. Here's, um, here's my fees. Where's my buckle? <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, we have any fun stories to tell before the end of the show, Wacy? Anything you want to admit to the uh to the fans, or should we just uh move along? Nothing out of the nothing out of the ordinary. Same old Head hurts shit? a little bit. Nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm just tired. I gotta go to bed. Gotta cool, man. Well, okay, so. Don't forget promo code boots, PBR Canada, uh, uh, Pendleton whiskey, classic Calgary, Alberta. Use your promo code, get some tickets. PBR Circle Canada. Beverage Hump. Yes. PBRCanada.com or Ticketmaster. Get your tickets Ticketmaster. to Calgary. See us. And we also want to thank Circle Four Beverage Company, our homies, Ranchwater and Sweetwater. You guys are awesome. Check them out. Ranchwater.com. Circle Four Ranchwater.com. Right. Circle Four right? Beverage Company.com. Write it down. Right. Circle Four Beverages.com. Ranchwater.ca. Okay. Yeah. Delicious. That's the one. And finally, our friends at Manscaped uh, get 20% off and free shipping worldwide with code HUGEBUSH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off. Free shipping at manscaped.com with code HUGEBUSH. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job. And that's Manscaped, baby. Thanks for our editor, Sean Morton, my partner, Crime Storm Defoe, graphics, merchandise, order packing and postage and shipping and social media and Wacy on the TikToks, my co-host. 
always my friend. Thanks to Prince and James Harris for joining us yes, this yes. week. We'll uh, we'll see y'all next time. Party on. Stay frosty. Party on, boys. Bye-bye. You ready, boys? Yes, sir. Tell them about it, old son. Now the Cowgirls boys, they're the ones who know the real deal from old Ricky Rodeo. Because let me tell you, fellas, till they see you ride, they'll never give you more than a four. Maybe five. <laughs> now, not all cowboys hail from a Lone Star State, California, Alaska to Canada, eh? I even know a few hippies, long hair and tattoos. The show off some tough mother bugger news. Some ride bulls and some.